You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 428, Evangelism and the Gifts of the Holy Spirit, Part 3. So we are going to wrap up this series today. We've been talking about how the the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we see in 1 Corinthians 12 are given not to give us the tingles, the Holy Spirit tingles, which I think sometimes uh, people in in, in Spirit-filled churches think they're given to equip us. Uh, to, to give us tools. Uh, they're called gifts, but they're actually tools to help us be effective witnesses. And we see these gifts uh, in action in the life of Jesus and in the early church. And we'll be looking at that in just a minute. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul and Acts. We just mentioned the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the history of the early church, the first 30 years. And the way Dr. Luke writes his story, the way he wrote his gospel, and the way he writes his story uh, of the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, uh, really, um, you see him telling stories. Uh, History is conveyed Uh, in a really beautiful narrative form. It's amazing, it's interesting, it's fascinating, it's exciting. And so my book, Peter and Paul and Acts, focuses on Peter and Paul, uh, hence the title. And this was my doctoral dissertation, but I I tweaked the manuscript. It's it's very readable, it's very fun, it's, it's a lot of help. This is a great book for personal Bible study, for group Bible study. It's something you should have. Uh, with you when you're reading the book of Acts because it's really going to help you. There's also an introduction to the Gospel of Luke uh, in the book at no extra charge because I wanted to uh, show how the writer who wrote both books used the same template as he wrote. So I think you'll find it fascinating. Click on the link in the show notes and you can grab your copy. You can also read a little bit for free to check it out. All right, well, Before we jump in today to these last three gifts of the Holy Spirit, I want to just give you the list again. And this is from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 11. Now, don't forget, there are three, uh, really three gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, three lists of gifts of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. In Ephesians 4, we've got the um, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, the the, the ministry gifts, if you will, the, the governmental gifts. These are offices of, 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 of leaders, and we're, don't, we're not going to talk about those today, but that's a, that's a list of gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Romans 12, we see a list, again, of the Holy Spirit, but these are more, uh, one man called them motivational gifts. They, they really define how we view life 
And uh, if you read that that gift, that list of gifts in Romans 12, you you might even see yourself in there. I'm sure you will. And then here in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, we see these these gifts that are given in the context of Paul's instructions on public worship. The Corinthians were getting a little excited, and he was writing to to calm them down and to give them some order and to put some systems in place just to give them guidelines on how these gifts should be exercised in public worship. But as we said, we also see these gifts lived out in the life of Jesus and in the early church. So the, these these gifts in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11 are a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits or discerning of spirits, some translations say, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So today, let's talk about those last three. First of all, distinguishing between spirits or discerning of spirits. Now, I've heard people say that uh, discernment is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and I don't know that that's exactly what Paul was saying here. He didn't say that discernment was a gift of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I would say discernment is something that everybody should work on developing in their life. We all need to be discerning. But here's the story from Acts 16 where we see this uh, a really great example of this gift. It says, um, and this is from the ministry in Philippi when they were planting a church there. It says, One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a demon-possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her, and instantly it left her. Now, this is a fascinating story because you get the picture that they really didn't understand right away that this girl was demon-possessed because this went on, Luke says, day after day. Um, and, And maybe because she was saying the right things, they didn't pick up on it right away. And when we talk about distinguishing between spirits, when we talk about discerning between spirits. We're, we're also not, you know, I, I think one of the things you'll see in Acts is not just uh, discerning the, 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 the demonic, the spiritual realm, but also discerning the spirits of people. Uh, maybe you've had this happen to you where you've met somebody and you just sensed something was off. And, you know, you didn't want to be judgmental. You didn't want to be critical. You didn't want to be mean. Um, and so you maybe you ignored that. Um, but the reality is sometimes the Holy Spirit, often the Holy Spirit will speak to us, and this is a very powerful and very needed gift. We need to be able to distinguish, uh, as John says in his, his letters, truth between truth and error, between truth and falsehood. Um, so, so how do we do that? We, we pray, like with all these other gifts, and we ask God to give us discernment. We ask God to, to create this, this, this gift of discerning of spirits and, and, and cultivate it inside of us. And how does this, this work in evangelism? There are people that you're going to talk to that um, are, are going to be under demonic influence. They've been exposed to occultic practices. 
Um, it might even be as simple as, as you're talking to somebody, you get an opportunity to share your faith with them and you sense pushback or something comes up. And it might even be asking about their spiritual journey, asking about what spiritual experiences they've had. Because when you do that, you've just given them the opportunity to share maybe where they've opened up an ado- a door into the spirit world or to the occult world and even welcomed in those demonic influences. And the reality is Jesus has given us authority to cast those spirits out to, to help these people get set free. That doesn't mean that's what we're, we're always trying to do with someone that we're leading to the Lord, but there will be opportunities to pray for them. Um, I was in India one time and we were asked to, to come to a particular house and pray for someone. Uh, we were in the neighborhood doing a meeting at a, at a, at a, at a cell, cell meeting at a house, and we, we were asked to go a couple of houses down and pray for the person who lived there. And uh, this was a well-to-do woman. She was well-dressed. She come to find out she was a, a teacher in one of the schools there, and she was applying for a university to go back and get a job. And she needed to get a degree so she could go back and get a job in administration at the at the school and she asked us to pray for her and as you probably know in india the vast majority of the people are hindus and which means they worship idols and as we prayed for this woman she she just she, she wasn't a christian she didn't say she was but as we prayed for this woman and asked god to give her favor as she took her 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 uh, entrance exams i felt that i should pray for her salvation and so just as we prayed, I asked God that, and this, of course, I'm praying through a translator. And as I prayed, I just asked God to open her eyes and, um, you know, show her how much Jesus loved her and, and, and what he wanted to do in her life. Well, I, I heard her moaning and groaning, and I, and I looked up, and I saw her swaying, and all of a sudden she fell to the floor and started writhing like a snake. And what was happening was the demons that she had allowed in from, from the, the worshiping the idols. She had idols in her house. Most Hindus do. And she allowed had allowed these spirits in. And, and these demons were manifesting under the power of the Holy Spirit. And we, we cast them out. She, she prayed the prayer of salvation with us. And, um, you know, one of the pastors was going to follow up with her later in the week. She, she pushed back when we told her she needed to get rid of the idols. And we said, listen, you've just been set free from something, and, and, and Jesus wants to, to help you walk in that freedom. But if you don't get rid of the idols, it's not going to work. So, so the pastor was going to follow up with her you know, in a couple of days and see where she was at. But the reason I share that story is to let us know that the, this is not a common thing we deal with in 2023, but it does still happen. So distinguishing between spirits, discerning between spirits, um, between truth and falsehood, between God's Spirit and the enemy. Don't forget what Paul said in in Ephesians 6. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So there's a spiritual warfare going on around us, and sometimes just sensing and being able to discern um, the enemy's uh, plan and being able to discern his activity uh, is a very, very powerful gift, a very powerful tool. Well, then the next gift, Paul says, is probably the most controversial of the lot, and it's different kinds of tongues. 
how in the world does speaking in tongues help with evangelism? Well, overtly, it doesn't. Um, that They're just going to think you're crazy. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, he tells the, the Corinthian church, he says, I wish that you all spoke in tongues. Did you know that was in the Bible? 1 Corinthians 14, he says, um, this is in uh, verse 4. He says, but uh, a person who speaks in tongue is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a prophecy strengthens the church. Um, verse 5 says, I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you would prophesy. So, so the, the, the speaking in tongues is a very important gift to connect us to God, spirit to spirit. So how does this help us in evangelism? And if you come from a church that doesn't believe speaking in tongues is still for today, well, this episode's not going to help you because we're not really going to get into that. Um, that'll be a, something for another time. But um, for, for an evangelism setting, somebody you're trying to help point to Jesus, I pray in tongues all the time quietly. Um, when I'm in the gym hoping to connect with somebody. I've got several people that, I, that are in, it, it, at my gym that I'm always looking for opportunities to connect with. I'm, I'm usually praying quietly in the Spirit, um, looking for an opportunity, asking God to, to do something. Um, I believe praying in the Spirit is, is, you know, we just talked about the demonic. I believe praying in the Spirit is one of those tools that God gives us and equips us to uh, do spiritual warfare. Paul even said um, in, in Ephesians 6 when he was talking about the spiritual armor, um, after talking about each piece of spiritual armor, the last thing he says is pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. So I think praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, Quietly, we don't want people to think we're crazy, um, will actually help us, uh, even what we just said, discerning of spirits. It may be um, the Holy Spirit praying through you, uh, prayers that you don't understand, uh, but actually touching uh, heaven and, and opening up that person's heart, opening up that person's mind to receive the gospel. Interpretations of tongues, same thing. This is one that's given for you, uh, possibly in a public setting in church. But even when you're praying, you can say, God, what am I praying here? And then listen and see what the Holy Spirit says. Interpretation of tongues. You can interpret what you are praying. Um, I'm always amazed when, when I find people uh, you know, don't really believe that God speaks to us today in this way. But what I've found in my life and so many other believers, these gifts are given to help us, not just to help us, but to help others. And so um, when we pray in tongues, we can say, Holy Spirit, help me to understand what I'm praying here. Would you um, just give me the interpretation of that? And then just listen and see what the Holy Spirit will pop into your mind. You might be absolutely amazed. So friends, I would encourage you to take this list of spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians 12 and pray through it. I believe God wants to give you these gifts, to equip you with these gifts, to train you in using these gifts so that you 
and I can be effective witnesses and help point people to Jesus. As we said, um, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Um, how might God use these gifts in your life to help point people to Jesus? If you got any questions, I would love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. Um, let's keep the conversation going while you're there. Uh, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Uh, click on my resources. Check out all my books. And uh, don't forget to check out today's resource highlight, Peter and Paul and Acts. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next time on Leading and Learning.